Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Kids Stories Podcast. I'm Phil Bechtel. Today's episode is sponsored by Pipsticks. Pipsticks has the coolest stickers. Clouds barfing rainbows, dinosaurs having a tea party, woolly mammoths at the disco, hedgehogs reading books, happy tacos, stickers you can color in, fuzzy stickers, dragons eating pizza. Pipsticks.com has all the stickers. They're super cool. Click the link in the show notes and find your favorite stickers from Pipsticks today. Before we get started today, I want to give a shout out to Bodhi who actually lives inside of a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Bodhi has shared with us a very cool drawing depicting the Valleytown hero's journey to the Red Dragon's lair. It's got a drawing of the Red Dragon there, too. It's pretty cool. Thanks so much for that drawing, Bodhi. Duru and Batu Ushakli from Kirkland, Washington. They are big fans of the podcast. It says here in my notes that in their free time, they enjoy surfing on the backs of killer whales in Lake Washington. That's very cool, but I do not recommend that. Duru and Batu, I'm so glad you enjoy the stories. Violet, who was three and a half years old, shared a drawing with us featuring old witch tubes and her horses. And she added a hedgehog to her drawing because every piece of artwork could use a cute little hedgehog, I think. It's amazing. Thank you so much, Violet. Ballerina Avery Kate from Tennessee has shared with us some must-see drawings featuring gloops doing ballet. Those drawings are fantastic, Avery, and we are all glad you shared them. Some more must-see art comes from Sophia, who lives deep within an active volcano. Sophia has used beads to make the Kid Stories logo and it glows in the dark. This is a truly incredible creation that you have to check out. Thank you so much, Sophia. Today's episode is titled Stella's Journey, Part 4. Clover, Jude, and Elliot invited Stella to live with them. These three siblings, who had lived on City Island their entire life, made a living selling magical artifacts. They would venture out into the caves of City Island hunting magic stones. They would then draw the magic from the stones and use it to make things that other people could buy. They made things like super spice, which doubled the amount of food it was used in. They made magical dog leashes that walked dogs all on their own. And they made lotion that would grow your hair back. They made all kinds of medicines and cure-alls and handy things that people all over City Island loved to buy and use. Stella had been living with them for a few months now and helped make the magical items. Recently, they began running low on magic stones and needed to make a run to the caverns to get more. All right, Elliot, said Clover. You stay here and keep an eye on the house. We're going to go get more stones and we'll be back later tonight. Elliot nodded. He was a bit eager at being left in charge of the house. Stella, Clover, and Jude packed up their gear and headed north to a small forest just outside the city. Now, most of City Island was covered in city, buildings, streets, and all that. The city had not grown into this small part of the island, though, because it was dangerous. The creatures from within the caves sometimes roamed free in this little forest. Clover and Jude were very sneaky, and they were usually able to find magic stones without needing to deal with any 
cave spiders or giant rats or anything. Lately, though, they noticed more and more dangerous creatures in the cave tunnels. It was becoming quite dangerous for them to continue hunting the magic stones. All right, guys, said Stella, as they stood before the cave opening. Let's just grab the first stones we see and head back home. Clover and Jude agreed. The three kids snuck into the tunnels as quiet as mice. They made not a sound. Their heads turning from side to side, keeping an eye out for anything that might be out hunting. Each of them carried a small torch. After a while, in the darkness, Stella noticed something. She silently pointed down the tunnel, where the glow of her torch was reflecting off of some magic stones. The trio sped up to the stones, which, like always, seemed to be growing from the stone floor of the caverns. The kids pulled out their small picks and hammers and tapped the stones to knock them loose. Soon their bags jingled with the sound of magic stones. All right, said Stella, let's head back. This should be enough for a while. Clover and Jude agreed. The three turned around to leave the way they came, and their torchlight reflected off something else now. Did they walk past more magic stones and not notice? Each of them held up their torches to get a better look, and they saw, blocking the entire tunnel, a huge cave spider. The reflections they saw was the torchlight shining off the beady eyes of the cave spider. It chittered, making an odd sound. The three kids saw the legs of the spider ending in sharp points, piercing the floor of the caves. They saw the mandibles in the spider's mouth moving and clicking. They were terrified. Run, whispered Stella. The three turned and ran through the dark tunnels of the caves. They knew their way around from having been here so many times, but racing away from this awful beast, they were bound to get turned around, confused, maybe lost. The sound of the spider's sharp claws tapping through the hallways echoed behind them. They were keeping pace for now, but the spider was faster than they were. The kids turned a corner, hoping they could outmaneuver this spider and possibly make their way to the cave entrance. Once they turned the corner, though, they could not continue. They skidded to a stop. Before them was another huge cave spider, so big that it completely blocked their path. There was no way around it. And behind them skittered the other spider. They were trapped. They held their torches out toward the spiders, keeping them at bay. As their light shone down the tunnel, they saw more reflections. Behind the spiders were more round, shiny reflections. The kids noticed then that behind each of these two huge cave spiders were more huge cave spiders. They were totally trapped between two long lines of dangerous, hungry cave spiders. What do we do? whispered Clover to Stella. The halls are full of them, said Jude. We're outnumbered. Stella knew there was no way out for them. There were too many cave spiders, even with her magical powers, and Clover and Jude, there was no way. Stella knew there was only one way for them to get out of this situation. She wasn't sure if it would work, but it was their only hope. Group hug, you guys, said Stella. Grab onto me. Hold on tight. Clover and Jude had no idea what Stella was thinking, but they didn't have any better ideas.
they grabbed onto Stella. Stella had never been able to teleport to a specific place on purpose. Before now, she was only ever able to teleport to a random place. And she had never teleported more than one person at a time. Stella needed to teleport her and Clover and Jude back to their house in City Island. Stella breathed deep and slow to focus her magic energy. She stuck a hand in her bag and held on to the magic stones they gathered earlier. Stella thought hard about her new home in City Island. She snapped her fingers and blipped to someplace else. The End Thanks for listening, everyone. Now, before I sign off, I would like to offer some corrections from the shout-outs. Uh, Bodhi, it turns out, lives in a place called Otter, Montana, and not inside of a sandwich. Um, Duru and Batu do not surf on killer whales in Lake Washington. In fact, there are no killer whales in Lake Washington because it's a lake. I don't know how I got that wrong in my notes. And Sophia does not live inside of an active volcano. Believe it or not, she lives in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Anyway, there's a printable coloring book in the store on the website at kidsstoriespodcast.com. Send your drawings and ideas to kidsstoriespodcast at gmail.com. Adios.